Okay, people. Yes, yes, yes. We are back for another week. That's right, baby. It's Echo Chamber. And as we do, you know what I mean? We do it every week. We're going to start off with the UK box office top 10 for the weekend of the 17th to the 19th of September. All right, so people, in at number 10, and we spoke about it last week, it's Small World from director Patrick Vega. At number nine, sticking around, it is Space Jam, A New Legacy, and this is from Malcolm D. Lee. You know what I mean? LeBron James doing his things with um, the Looney Tunes characters. At number eight, it is uh, The Crud's A New World from Joe Crawford um, with uh, Nicolas Cage, Emma Stone, Ryan Reynolds, and more giving their voices to these characters. Which means at number seven, it is um, Jumi Coletzera's interpretation of the Disney ride Jungle Cruise. So here we got Dwayne, uh, The Rock Johnson, Emily Blunt, um, Jesse Plemons, Jack Whitehall, and more doing their thing on the big screen. Which means at number, ooh, where are we? We're at number six, people. Yeah, at number six, we have got Malignant. Malig, Malignant. Ah, so this is from James Wan, right? Starring Annabelle Wells, Maddie Hassan, George Young, and more. So now we enter the top five. And um, <laughs> I mean, we, we, we're coming off school holidays, people. It's Paw Patrol. Duh. <coughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, the film is a bit, but, you know, it's Paw Patrol, the movie, people. And this is from Cat Bunker. Or Brunker? Cat Brunker. Yeah. So, at number f -f four, do not say it three times, but it is um, near the Costa's reimagining of Candyman. <sighs> yeah, I still, <laughs> I still haven't brought myself to see it, people. Maybe I do. Maybe I do. I'm not. I'm nowhere confident as I was. So fuck it. We'll see what happens with that. But with the top. Three people, and at number three, it's um Lizzie Tommy's Respect, which is you know the autobiography. And I mean, autobiography is a film about Aretha Franklin, and Jennifer Hudson is playing that lady herself. All right, so at number two, two, two we have got free guy from sean levy now we um spoke about this a few weeks back um and again uh, ryan reynolds he's got two films up in the top to 10 
So Ryan Reynolds, Jody Cormier, Taka Wahiti, Lil Ray, yeah. So they're all doing their thing there. That film's been sticking around for a long ass time. And for the oh, I feel it's the fourth week. It might be the third. I think it's the fourth. But people, we have got the MCU's Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Pow. So um, yeah, and uh, that that was pretty. Uh, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. So this is from Destin Daniel Creighton, and uh, starring Simu Liu, Aquafina, and um, many more. Just kicking ass. Man, we spoke about this last week, and I thoroughly enjoyed the piece. So, yeah, people, um, yeah, that's our top 10. Right now, this week, we got a two-parter. That is right, two times the action. In this first part, we've got three reviews, so we're going to get to those right about... Let's do it now, right? Okay, people. So, um, there's a new film up on Amazon Prime called The Voyeurs, right? So, um, yeah, this new piece is directed by Michael Mohan. He also wrote the piece. It is produced by Greg um, Gilneff. And Adam Hendricks. Okay, cinematography is Elisha Christian. Uh, it's edited by Christian Massini. Will Bates provided the music. Uh, so, um, yeah, it came out on the 10th. So, uh, that's Friday, right? I believe that's Friday. Right, so our cast... Right, we've got Sydney Sweeney, she plays Pippa, and Justice Smith plays her husband, Thomas. No, actually, I think it's their boyfriend, boyfriend, and, yeah, their boyfriend and girlfriend. Right, we've also got um, Ben Hardy, who plays Seb, and um, Seb's wife, Julia, who is played by Natasha Lee Bonzio. Um, also, we have um, Dr. Sato, who's played by Jean Yoon. And, um, you know, we've got Joni, who is Thomas's sister, played by Cameo Adele. And Ari, who is a work colleague of um, Pippa, and she is played by Catherine King Sue. Okay, so that is the cast, and you might ask yourself, yes, you may ask yourself, what is, um, what's this film about? Well, people, a young couple, that is Pippa and Thomas, find themselves becoming interested in the sex life of their neighbours across the street, neighbours being Seb and Julia, right? So what starts as an innocent curiosity turns into an unhealthy obsession after they discover that their one neighbor is cheating. 
Ooh. Temptation and desire cause their lives to become tangled together, leading to deadly consequences. So, um, I mean, right? I would say this film, it is... Ooh, if you enjoy, right, if you enjoy something a little bit steamy and a little bit silly, then, uh, yeah, this will work for you. You know what I mean? Um, other, like, do not expect a, you know what I mean, a, a, a kind of a thriller on the psychological level really i mean it definitely wants to be but it doesn't hit that right so we start off with pippa and thomas moving into a new apartment they're super happy super happy thomas is already in the spot signing the lease pippa arrives and then she's and they're just like oh we're so happy i mean straight from the giddy up Right, we we have them talking to each other about signing this lease and the new stages in their life, but it it, it feels a little bit false, right? Because they're doing it while the sales, um, the realtor, I feel you'd call it the realtor, is still in the spot, right? And then you get a um, and they're like, oh yeah, sorry, we didn't realize you were there, and you're just like, mm, come on now. Come on now, we know that's a lie. You know what I mean? It, it, it's just now you can have a conversation. I ain't saying there's there's not going to be a conversation, but the style of conversation they are having is like, can you believe we're entering the next stage of our lives and we can move forward and blah, 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 blah. and you're just like, come on, man. That it, it was a bit too false. It doesn't. It didn't feel like a natural situation, right? That that was the issue with that. Right, boom, boom, boom. So we, we we go from this point, and we understand this is the first time they've lived together, right? They they just they've declared how happy they are together. They're in love. All of this. So it's the evening, and they notice they can see straight into their neighbor's spot, right? Which. I, you know, when this light bulb moment happens to them, you do kind of feel to yourself, yeah, dum-dums, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, how is this a shock to you? <laughs> like, you've got these huge glass windows. How is it a shock that you're like, oh my God, we can see into our neighbor's spot? You know, that was a little bit like, Hmm, really? Is 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 that what we're doing? Are we really this oblivious to you know what I mean what's going on? Right? So that and you know the neighbors are getting a little bit fresh as you do, which is fine, right? It's fine, it's it's what happens, you know. I mean? We're adults, right? But they're like, oh, can you be can you believe they're being a bit naughty? <laughs> uh, which, I have to say, right? I don't know. See, I kind of feel 
the because they moved they just this is the first time they've lived together right got this lovely apartment they're christening the rooms <laughs> i'm saying that's the first thing that was is gonna be happening especially if you're seeing your neighbors you'd be like yo you know what we ain't christened this motherfucking house yet all right let's get out but they're all acting a little bit prudish and then when they finally, you know, he's asleep and she's like, oh, I just dressed up all sexy for you. Right. So it, it goes through this. And I did kind of think to myself, right, because this would be the thing. Oh, if we can see them, they can see us. Right. And that is a question that is never put out into the world. And you're just like, Wait, that's what you would think. You know, if you can see them, they can see you, dum-dums. Right? It's just the way this shit works. Right? So that was all a little bit weird. It was all a bit weird. Right? And, um, yeah. So, like, the, the film is, you know, it's building on this whole voyeuristic kind of thing, how they they start off, as I said, seeing a little sign, and then that escalates and escalates and escalates, right? So their participation in this thing escalates, right? And next time they see them having sex, then they're just like, oh, let's do it. And it's just like, oh, they're trying to, mirror what they're seeing and again you're kind of like wait surely if you can see them you're thinking they can see you but that that that's not a yeah it's not a thing doesn't come up doesn't come up at all so boom as the film grows, right, it's having them take bigger risks, bigger risks, right, which you, you wonder to yourself, right, you definitely wonder to yourself, come on now, isn't someone asking a question, because she's an optob, an op, an optomanin, an optologist, an optologist. Yeah, she fucks with eyes. She's an opto, she's an optician, right? So she does, you know, the surgeries. Yeah, I mean, we see her helping out with the surgeries and, you know, doing the eye tests and all of that jazz, right? So she has that understanding of people's eyesight and what you can see. And there is a comment of, oh, yeah, most people have bad eyesight to a certain degree, right? But, yes, because, you know, not that that's the whole thing. That was the whole thing. Remember when The Hobbit came out and they were using a higher frame rate and supposedly some people were being sick and screened because it's like your eye getting used to it. It's also the same with 3D, how not everyone can see 3D, you know? Uh, so... She should have that understanding of what people can see. So if we can see you, you can see us. You know what I'm saying? 
But again, A, this doesn't come up. <laughs> you know, and, and so you are scratching your head a little bit. You are, you really are. So all of this is going down, you know. And uh, yeah, so the you know they're taking all of these risks, and there are moments of hold on, do I know you? You know what I mean? Do I know you? And they pass it off, and it's just like, hey. I mean, it gets, it starts to get more and more far-fetched. But there are these leaps that the film does take. You know what I mean? I think Thomas's aggravation with the whole thing, which, listen, I get, but there is, like, there's a comment of, like, am I not good enough for you? And you're just like, yo, 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 wait, you went from, oh, can we look and see what the neighbours are doing to, am I not good, which is just like, that's not the first thing that you would want to say, and be like, yo, why you want to what? like, you would think it would be more in a case of, why are you wanting to watch them have sex when I'm right here and I can rock your world, Right? There would be more shit like that. Like, yo, be in the present, kid. Let's get it. Let's get it. You know, and then making the moves, right? And then if if you're like rubbing the back, you know what I mean, fondling the butt, that kind all of that, you know what I mean? Whatever, whatever you want to do, right? If you're doing that and you're still not getting anything, you know what I mean? If you're, you know, going down on her and she's all distracted. Then I feel you would go to what he's going to, right? I, I I feel the jump from that to that. We've missed some steps. You feel me? So we have this, right? So that all goes down, and um, yeah, it, it it's that whole heightened thing, and then these things are going down, these chance meetings and stuff like that, which all felt. I think when you're watching it, you're like, mm, really, really. Now, there is a kind of payoff at the end to why certain things went down. <laughs> like to to look at it and be like, how believable is this shit? There is that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're like, I don't know. I oh, know. We kind of jump in the shark here, people. We're jumping the shark a little bit, but. You know what I mean? But we're kind of like, okay, fine. Fine, fine, fine. I thought one moment, and it's a small thing. It's a small thing. It is kind of insignificant, but it did kind of, I, you know what I mean? It pulled me out of the film, right? So there's a bit, and they're having coffee, coffee or tea, whatever it is, and Thomas is pouring milk into Pippa's cup, and he's like, tell me when. And I, I was a bit like, Say what? Now you might think that's what. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Like, why are you bringing that up? And I bring that up because we're, we're led to believe that these two people are madly in love, and they've been a they've been together for a long time, right? Because you know the the comment of she spent the last ugh, four years in school studying. 
I think it was four years or eight years or something, but a big period of time. So they have been together for a long period of time, which makes you go, you would already know how much milk she has. Right now, there could be the bit where he's distracted and he he pours too much or too little in, fine. But to be like, tell me how much you want, you're like, hey, man, dude, you you would know that shit. That, that, so that was a bit weird to me, right? But yeah, it, it wasn't a weird thing. Because the film, it takes these liberties, right? It, it makes these moves that you're just like... That is a stretch. You know, also towards the end, in this end segment, in the in the last third, let's say, of the film, where everything starts really ramping up, and we're like, oh, it, it, there's not really an indication of time. So you think after this first thing that happens, only a day, Right, because the way it showed, you're looking at it being like, All right, it just seems that a day there's a day in it, which then makes what goes down super sketch. Right, you're being like, Wait, are we led to believe that Shorty's really gonna go and do really, really? Uh, you know, what I mean, it was just a bit like. Huh. You know, it's weird, and because it also during the thing, there is a. It seems like there's a moment of clarity where something is asked for, and you're thinking at that point, you know, it's going to be like, oh shit, what you know, what I mean, I shouldn't, but then it just no, doesn't right. But as soon as that goes down, you know what's going to come next, and it does right. It does you're just like ah come on man but then i think there are definitely some huge leaps right there's there's this whole thing and there's a thing with the birds right which is a bit like wait who would be pouring that into that firstly but anyway but it, it then sets up this big thing at the end. Like, you know the gallery is going to be some craziness, right? You know what's going, you know what's coming as soon as that they walk into that spot, right? You just know. And, and so, yeah, it, it's just like, then you're fed this thing and you're just like, ah, man. And my big thing, right? My big thing about the end is, cameras, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, camera evidence, you know, street cameras, you know, you, you, like, how are you getting away with doing that, like, it seems super silly, super silly, you know, just the way they ended it, and the, the then forced, because it really did feel forced social commentary, Right to, oh, so what we're really seeing is how the access we're giving to organizations and just society as a whole to our lives without paying attention. You're just like, ah, oh, come on, man, that we are making some huge fucking leaps, huge leaps. So 
yeah, I think all of it, what could have been real interesting just becomes a bit, as I said, right? This is something you throw on if you you want to get, yeah, you know, I mean, maybe it's a date night and you want to get, you know, maybe you want to allude to what you want to do, all right? Or you're just, you, you and your partner, you know what I mean? You want to watch something that's going to kind of maybe get you in the mood, right? Set the scene. And you don't need some crazy plot to really think about. So I think it works on that front. The acting. Uh, so with the acting, right? The acting is fine. But I will say, right, you've got, um, oh gosh, what's my man's name? Um, oosh, the, uh, the, the, and he plays, fuck, hold on for a second, people. <sighs> My memory is not what it used to be. Um, ben Hardy, who plays Seb, right? He is the super intense all the way through, which makes certain situations like, hell, chill, son. You know what I mean? It doesn't quite work, you know, it doesn't quite work, and there's just like, oh, do you not feel remorse, you know, everything's just a little bit too over the top, now, Natasha um, Lou Bondizo, she, you know, I, mean, I think she plays Julia pretty well, right, and also that cold, that coldness that comes out, I think that works, right, now, Sydney Sweeney as Pippa is, I, I don't know, like, it's fine, you know what I mean, it's fine, but there are moments where you feel there should be more or there should be less, you know what I mean, it's not as tempered as it could be, and Justice Smith as Thomas like, it's not too bad. He doesn't really have too much to play with. You know what I mean? As I said, there's, there's some of the things that he says, and the jumps are a bit like, eh, you know what I mean? But he's not really the main player in the piece. So our main focus is on Pippa, Seb, and Julia, you know? So, yeah. But, you know what I mean? The piece is out now. So, yeah, as I said, look, if you want some craziness that you don't have to think too hard about, then the voyeurs is the thing to you, people. So, uh, yeah, if you've got Amazon Prime, then boom, 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 there you go. You can, um, you know, get a little frisky with some... Okay, so... um. Yeah, there's a new film just hit Netflix in and it's called Intrusion. Right? So um like I don't know, it was intriguing. Yeah, it was it was kind of intriguing. So I thought, oh, let me let me give it a go. Also, it's not very long, right? It's about 90 minutes, so yeah, something quick, quick and easy. Right? So 
I think then you dig a bit deeper and you see that it is kind of like this home invasion kind of thing, right? And I mean, we've seen a few films kind of that play with that. Yeah, I think one of the biggest, was it Safe Room? I think with Jodie Foster back in the day, I feel that was the one. I think there was also one with, um, oh my God, Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson. I think he did one uh, too. And I, I, I would say the first Purge, right, is kind of home invasion. You know what I mean? But yeah, with these films, some have been better than others, obviously. But it's one of those tropes now that you wonder, okay, what what's someone going to bring to this that I haven't seen before? How are they going to play with this thing? You know? So that was one of the big things coming into this film. So it is the full film from director Adam Sulky. Uh, Christopher Sprawling, he uh, wrote the piece. Um, it is produced by uh, Spooling, Josh Wenstock, uh, Martin Saligo, Matthew Myers, Alexandra Meachin, Russell Hollander, and Kyle Ben. Music is from Alex. Hefts, cinematography is Eric Lynn. Uh, it's edited by Ben uh Budahoon. I think that's how you say it. Um, I could very well be wrong. Um, production design is Matt Hyland and Brandon Toner Connolly. Uh, set design, Kevin Pierce. Costume design, Natalie O'Brien. And it stars, um, well, we we have the Parsons. Right? So that's uh, Frida Pinto. She plays Mira Parsons. And Logan Marshall Green plays her husband, Henry Parsons. We then have... Um, Robert John Burke, he plays Detective Steve Morse. Have Megan Elizabeth Kelly, she plays Christine Cobb. Right? Um, Mark Silverstein plays Dylan Cobb. Brandon Ferrero plays Colby Cobb. Antonio Valls plays Paul Cobb. Um, and uh, there's no one playing Corn Cob, but <laughs> yes, I know that was bad, that was terrible. Uh, we have Clint Obenchain plays Clint Oxbow, um, Sarah Minch plays Joanna Walterstone, and Hayes Hargrove plays her husband, Bill Walterstone. So uh yeah, that, that's the that's the cast for you people. And the gist of the piece is this 
when a husband and wife move to a small town and invasion a, a home invasion leaves the wife traumatized and suspicious that those around her might not be who they seem dun, dun, dun. so yeah there you go there you go people um this right so yeah you know we, we start off and so we see mira she's running goes home and then we have her in a shower and she starts to kind of check herself for for lumps right so you're thinking something there's there's something um up here there's something we don't know as a viewer yet right because i think as soon as you see it, it you know she's in the shower they, they, you know obviously they're they're being discreet with their camera angles it is kind of a scene that you think to yourself we didn't really need her in the shower. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's one of those things. If you want to convey her checking herself for lumps, I she could have just been in a vest. You know what I mean? But it's, you know, it's a, a discreetly shot scene. But as, as soon as you see her, you know what I mean? Because she's standing like that. So you know what it is. I think most people would know what that is. Maybe there's some that are like, oh, she's scratching her arm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, but uh, so we, we, we understand that this is maybe a ghost that is haunting, right? Something that she's experienced and it's coming back. We don't know. But we, um, you know, we, we then have her and her husband. And he's like, oh, is everything fine? She's like, yeah, everything's fine. Um, over dinner, he he asks her again if she's concerned about. And so then with that conversation, you understand, okay, yes, she's had it. And um, yeah, she's she, she fought it. She won. But now there's always a fear. Because that's the thing, isn't it, right? If you survive, then the chances of it coming back there is a chance of it coming back, right? Which is just a, ugh. It's one of those shitty things. Like, you've gone through that crazy battle. You've won. But you then have to get checked up for the rest of your life because it can come back, right? Ugh, that's so shit. But we have this, you know? And... Even with that, you, you get a sense of sometimes they keep things from each other. But she's just like, I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want to worry you and all of this. And it's a bit like, yeah, I mean, it, she, you should feel comfortable enough to do that. But it, it kind of gives you pause about this couple. You know what I mean? Be like, hmm, OK, OK, what's going on here? You know, but they come home. And their place has been broken into. And it's one of those, it's like, it's something that I never understand, right? But like, it's not just a film trope, as you know, people do it in the real world, 
right? Where someone's broken into your house and you're all worried, but you continue to walk in. And it's just like, what do you think's going to happen? Right? What do you think is going to happen if you bump into the people and they're still there? You know, because it's just like, someone's broken in. Is, is anyone there? He hello? Because someone's going to be like, oh, yeah, it's me, Frank. Um, Sorry, just broke into your house. Uh, didn't know you were there. Oh, I wasn't expecting your own. But um, I'll, I'll leave, shall I? No. You just alerted these motherfuckers that you're coming in. They should hide and, um, you know, get ready to crack you on the head. It always seems something like a dumbass thing to happen. But lucky for them, no one's in the crib. But it does then cause concerns with them. You know, they are a little worried. You get the sense that she's a bit more worried than he is. We get this funny situation because Henry tells the local police. And the police seem like they don't care. <laughs> you know, it's just like, huh, okay. This seems like a weird, uh, a weird old situation. But he he replaces all the stuff. He's fixing up the house. It's added a security system, which she seemed a little bit like, oh, now we've got a security system. But he's got, you know, one of those ones that you can control with your phone. So straight, like this, this is the thing with these films, right? And it's not just these films. This is a lot of films where if, they make a deal about something. If they zoom in on something, you know it's going to be featured later on. So you have him do this thing, and so he's like, bum, 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 with his phone, locking the doors, opening the doors, testing it all out. And you're just like, okay. So there's going to be a moment later in the film where, you know, the locks play a part in it all. You know, be like, all right, thanks for that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, one night they're in bed and people break in. People break into the house. There's a lot of, there's a few things that happen. I won't spoil those. I don't even think people breaking in spoils anything for you, right? But I, I bring it up. Because that's when the film really kind of kicks in. Because up to that point, we, we, you know, we see Henry and Mira, and they seem very happy, right? It, it's just, you know, she even tells someone, like, oh, man, I really love Henry. He was there for me when I was ill. Like, and, and the, the weird thing was, like, she's just, like, most people would have just walked away. And you'd be like, yeah, but you're what you're married and busy or ill, someone walks that that would be cold. Although, you know, suddenly I just remembered um some actual situations where it'd be like, yeah, actually people do get shitty when you're ill. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a thing. So yeah, I guess I guess there's some of that, but in what she's telling, 
you know, she she's setting a kind of um, parameter for the relationship that they're happy, they're in love, everything is cool, and you know, there's a cadence of how they talk with each other and everything like this, right? But we now have this thing go down, right? There's this breaking and this whole situation from this new breaking. And you, you have, like, a lot of questions suddenly get asked. Like, I didn't know we were that couple. Or, oh, how do I trust you? And wait, you don't feel, don't seem like it's affecting you. And I will say, right, on on the face of everything, you understand she's worried, right? I think people breaking into your house and everything that happened, that's gonna shake you up for sure. But then what Henry does, you would think, oh, I wonder how he's dealing with that, right? I wonder if he's okay. But you never got that, right? You never got her be like, I know that, like, you know, I'm pissed because of this, but you did, and it did. So, you know, that's great. And how are you? How are you, man? Like, and you think, I, if they're in this love, it, like, surely, surely there would be that, you know? But everything now spins. Everything now spins and spirals, which is, I mean, it was a little weird, right? Some of the jumps to conclusions it did seem a bit like, as a bit of a reach, man. Or like, why would that concern you, right? Why would that thing trigger these events? You know what I mean? And listen, this is the thing with this film, right? It's kooky as fuck, but like, technically, I don't mind where it goes. You know what I mean? I don't mind where it goes. But for the, the, the way the film takes you to those places, that's all a bit... They do a lot of weird things, right? It's like... Um, they, as I said, look, there's a cadence on how they talk and communicate. That suddenly changes. Right, it, it suddenly changes, and they change Henry. Right, so now he sounds angrier or like a more forceful in the way he's talking, and you're just like, you like, why though? Right, why would you change to that degree? Because obviously, you don't want to draw suspicion to certain things, but if everyone's acting all weird it's gonna change the dynamic. It's gonna make people think, hmm, what if, what is, how is, you know what I mean? 
it, it will bring these these things, which, yeah, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. Ain't gonna lie, right? So that was that was strange. That was strange. Right? And I, I I figured that for someone who is very meticulous, very meticulous and kind of savvy, because you know when you're installing at and all of these things, which again, it's again, hey, if someone goes, hey, I've just put a, a tracker app on our phone so we can, you just be like, obviously that's, that app will now play a piece in the ping, right? You're just like, hey, you know what I mean? If you're making a big deal out of these things, you're, you're basically telling the audience Ooh, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, be a bit more subtle, man. Be a bit more subtle. But, hey, it's all good. It's all good. So, but, this is a thing. Because that happens and these other crazy things. But you just think, if someone is intelligent enough, because you, you see this person doing all these things and be able to, you know, fix stuff and do stuff. And you know, if you've installed these things, right, you would understand browser histories and things of that nature. Right? Right? So obviously, and especially then, if you then find out throughout the film, oh, someone's covering their tracks, you'd be like, well, they'd understand to, you know, to leak cash, right? To leak cash. <laughs> Why wouldn't you do that? So weird. So, so that was like the the weird thing that these things were in play. You know, then you have, I. If an investigation is going on, this is one thing that I always find weird, right? In a film, and especially in this day and age, everyone's, you know, there's so many, what, CSI and NCSI and, you know, co is it covert case or whatever, law and orders. There's so many, line of duty, spooks. There's all of these different shows that have been on, are on, whatever, whatever. So I think the understanding of crime scenes, although the general public don't know all the minutiae of it all, you do a bit like, oh, so they could tell someone's there from like a partial footprint or, you know, the, the fingerprints and you can't touch things and all, yeah, like there's certain stuff. So you, you, you would kind of think, oh, would that tell someone I was there if, you know, I touched that, and yeah, so I, I think when you then have in a film someone go into a potential crime scene, no gloves, you're just like, wait, wait what? <laughs> like, no one's, who's doing that? Who would be breaking into a spot in broad daylight? Broad daylight, people! And doing certain things is just, it gets a little bit, you know, unrealistic. You'd think, I don't buy it, man. 
I don't know if I buy that. But yeah, they, 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 all of these events. I think as the film goes on, you do, right? Because if someone points something out, be like, oh, you should fix that. And then like in the film, you don't. But you're but you're seeing fixing all these other things, it does make you wonder, right? So I think there was a a fault uh I think a third of the way through, maybe, that I'm thinking could it be, right? Could it be that? And um I mean at first I thought maybe this. And then I, when something else happened, I've been like, oh, no, maybe it's this, right? So I thought these two kind of possibilities. And it does kind of go in that direction. But, you know, it's it's not a bad twist. But as I said, look, there's a lot of things that happen that you just think are too much of a stretch, too much of a stretch. It's like living in a modern glass house that is pretty open. Like you can see rooms from the living room, the kitchen. You know, so you can see windows, you can see lights. So you would know if someone is in a certain room. Right? If you've been in this house for a period of time, you will now know this. So, how are you going in and doing certain things? Like, it's just like, I, you'd know now. And especially when you got called out on the same thing earlier on in the fucking film. Called out for the same thing earlier on, and you deny it, even though there's no need to, like, it, it, it's weird, right? There's no need to deny certain things, but you have characters be like, oh, no, that wasn't me. And be like, but why? You could, like, you can be like, oh, yeah, I was in there. I was doing this. I saw that. Like, there's no reason to lie, right? It's, it's an odd one. But, yeah, it's little things like that that I do think take the shine off the film. You know, and, and as I said, look, the way it goes, the direction it goes, it's not bad. It's not bad. But it's just the execution of getting to that point is a little iffy, right? It does stink things up a bit, which is, it's a shame. It's a shame. You know, it, yeah. Like the acting's pretty solid. Like there are definitely points where you're just like, I mean, you overcooked that. And like, why would that character be acting in that way? You know, so there's some I again, like with the script, there are some ups and downs with the acting, you know, in the believability of the characters, the way these characters are being portrayed and inhabit these spaces. Cinematography isn't bad. You know, you get some interesting angles and stuff like that. But I feel that from what could have been a really compelling piece, it just kind of 
meh. It's just okay. I feel it just becomes okay. And it, like if you, I think if you like films where you have to think about them, but maybe not too much, right? It's not a memento or an um, unusual suspects. Unusual suspects. Indecent suspects. Oh, I'm unusual. Like I feel in my head, unusual suspects is not the name of that film. You know what I mean? Unusual, or is it usual? Is it usual suspects, unusual? Fuck it. I don't know. Kaiser Sose, motherfucker. You know the film I'm talking about, right? Now, they are crazy films that you have to watch every fucking thing. And, like, you know, you watch it again, you'd be like, oh, shit, the mug was in the thing. And, oh, that was that. Ah, they were telling us all the time. Right? It's not that. It's not that level of sophistication. So if you think, I, I want something with a bit more thought than a Harry Potter, you know what I mean? Something that's just like, just bang, bang, you know, Fast and the Furious, just pure action. If you want something a little bit deeper, but not crazy deep, then you may be satisfied with this. You know what I mean? You may be satisfied with this. But it's like 90 minutes, people. So... Well, I mean, just slightly over 90 minutes. So it, 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 it's not something that's going to uh, real tax, real tax you. It's quickish, you know? So yeah, it, it's, it's going to pass your time, you know? So um, yeah, maybe Intrusion is the film for you. Yeah, it's an hour and 32 minutes. So 92 minutes, people. Right? It's on Netflix right now. So, yeah. Boom. Intrusion, people. Intrusion. Hey, people. All right. So, um, yeah, this Friday, a new film is out from... Old uh, Chris Crow. So the film is The Ballad of Billy McRae. And it's Crow's fifth uh, feature effort. Okay. So, um, yeah, Chris, uh, he directs. It is written by Philip Palmer. Uh, it is produced by Palmer along with um, Tamsin Wiley Scott and Michael Riley. Um, there's a few executive producers, Joe Cadell, uh, Mike Gayen, um, Jack McLaughlin. And Karen Williamson. Uh, the music is from Mark Rutherford. Cinematography is Alex Metcalf. Carolyn McLeod handles the casting. Production design is Ollie Kelly. Um, 
costume design is Jessica Knight, Chloe Bond, and Charlotte Parrells handled the makeup. And the film stars. All right, so we have David Heyman as Billy. Um, and then we have Sinead Gregory plays his daughter Ellen. Right, Ian Virgo plays Chris Blythe. Um, we've got Ross O'Heresy, he plays Tom Carpenter. Um, we have Sophie Cameron Jones, she plays Sharon. Uh, Gerard Tyler plays Harry. Christopher Patrick Nolan plays McKinney. Uh, Carly Adela Hughes plays Ryan. Rian. Phil Rian. Um, Tim Doffrey plays Dorian. Kerry J. Stewart plays Mary. And Phil Howell plays Jack. They are Chris's parents. And David Constant plays Mike. So the gist of the film is, um, is this. Okay. So Chris Blythe returns to his hometown in Wales after losing a fortune in Canada. He falls in love with Ellen, a uh, volatile and charismatic woman but Ellen's father Billy is a dangerous man and Chris finds himself torn between love and hate hmm I have to say that's not too bad as a uh, as a synopsis right oftentimes these things are a little ludicrous you know they're not really that much on point, but that one, yeah, gotta say, it's pretty, it's pretty much there. So, this film, right? It, <sighs> I, it's not like it's not terrible, but I feel it doesn't live up to the potential. Right, when you're watching it, I think there is a lot there that you think this could be. Right, and the the feel, you know, the seeds you think are getting planted, they don't lead to the payoff that you're imagining. Right, there there's a lot happening here, and there were things that you've like. Well, obviously, it's not going to go in that direction, right? That's too obvious, right? This is going to give me something else. It's going to, you know, take us in this other direction because it'd be too simple to do that, right? That That's what I found myself um, thinking when I was watching this, you know I mean? But unfortunately... I mean, I say unfortunately, I mean, this is all my perspective. Obviously, I, I, I think there's there's definitely people you'll watch this and you'll be like, I right, no, this was yeah, this was solid. 
right? But for me, it just didn't quite live up to that potential. There was more I was hoping for here, and I didn't quite get it. Didn't quite get it, which was was a shame. It was a shame. Um, but yeah, we so we start off with um, a guy. We see someone lying in the grass. It's a sunny day. They're lying there, and you you kind of get the impression it's it's kind of like one of them dream sequences. You're in people just sitting, lying there, relaxing, and then thinking of the future, right? That that's the kind of thing that you you envision with this sequence, right? And then from there, we see a guy walking. We see a guy walking, um, you know, hitchhiking. He arrives at a door, knocks, a woman answers, and you're like, okay, right. So a dude returning home to his family, right? Um, she, she, you know, she's like, oh, Jack, Jack. You know, so it's, it's Chris's mum and dad, right? So he goes in and he's catching up with his mum, his dad, his brother's there. You know what I mean? It's all, it's all there. Um, and, you know, we, like, throughout the film, we get, some inclination of what happened, but we don't get necessarily, right? We don't necessarily get a full understanding of what happened in Canada, right? Essentially, Chris got into some sticky situations. He was rich. He, you know, he was successful and it all fell apart. Now, the full truth of that doesn't necessarily come clear, which you kind of feel uh, like it would have been good to maybe get something, because it does kind of play into who Chris is and what's going on. But mm, I don't know. But uh, yeah, so they, they kind of talk about that, but not really. But um you know, then, you know, they, they talk about Billy McCree because he, Chris's dad used to work for him, right? So then the next day, his dad drops him off and he's just like, hey, this is, remember, Chris, it's only temporary. Don't worry. Keep your head down, blah, blah, blah. So his dad has got him a job with Billy, right? So that's the thing. So we get, we, we get situation with the other workers, all of this. Um, and then Billy arrives in a car with a girl. We don't know who she is, but he's just like, oh, pick one, like pick a couple. So they, they call a couple of workers and then, you know, Billy called Chris and they go to a house, right? So then you kind of fathom it's Billy's daughter and they're doing work, right? So they're sorting out her patio. And I think, look, it's pretty clear. I think from the from the moment they arrive, you know what's going to happen. You know 
one area th- this film is taking you, right? You, you don't have to be a brain scientist to fathom out, okay, hmm, what, what is going to happen here? Right, where is this story taking us? Oh, to to something that you think, oh, it's not a wise situation, but it happens. Obviously, it happens, right? Billy and Helen start getting it on, and like it, it was all a little. It all felt very like that felt forced. Right, that whole interaction, and then going forward, I, I, I just felt the interactions between Billy and sorry, Chris and Elaine. They did Ellen, even Elaine, Ellen, yeah. they just felt kind of cold, right? It didn't really feel like a relationship, you know. And there was, I mean, there was so many red flags, right? There is so many red flags throughout this film. And you, you just feel like they never really get called on. You know, like things moving away and you're just like, hey, like, would it be going in this direction after the things we have seen, right? But here's the thing. We're then seeing, right, Billy, sorry, Billy, Chris, do certain things. Because, you know, he's he's using his wits, his wiles, right, to ingratiate himself with Billy. So it looks like things are being planted. Things are being done to you know, elevate Chris, right? Take him into a certain direction. Like, okay, I see what he's doing. That's smart. That's smart, right? It felt like it were watching a chess game, right? Felt like we're watching a chess game and the pieces are getting moved across the board, which, oh, I love that. All right, so, look, we know... Uh, Denny's Villeneuve's June is coming, and you know I'm looking forward to that one, people. I am looking forward to that. But, right, so, look, we know there was a Dennis, the Dennis, the David Lynch June, which, I mean, it's not really that, you know, fine-tuned to the book. They take a lot of liberties, but I still enjoyed it. It's still fun. Right, but then remember the sci-fi channel did a couple of miniseries. So they did the June. First one was June. The second miniseries was Children's of June and June Messiah. Right? And I I just remember in June Messiah, and you'll read it because that's the finished book of all of them, right? Um, but it you it's so gripping, it's a great book. But you'll get to a point, you'll be like, yo, what's going to happen? And then the way everything falls, oh, my gosh. It's just like, oh, that's genius. That is, you saw the dominoes go, however dominoes go, maybe not, 
It's more of a shoo. I don't know. How the dominoes sound to you people. But you just see the way, oh man, the moves were moved across the board and then it all comes together. And you're like, yo, that is genius. Oh, that's masterful. And I love that. Right. And you that that plays out in the miniseries. Right. Anyway. Anyway, people, you see where my mind's going with this. Because I'm thinking we're getting a similar thing. It's kind of like in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, right? Everything's going, and then suddenly, boom, the moves are made. And you're like, yo, obviously, right? It is going in that thing. We are getting maybe some payback, some some stuff, right? But doesn't. Right, the film doesn't do the things you're expecting. You know I mean, it looks like there is a lot of setup, there is a lot of clever play going on, but we don't get that. Right, it, it was like you were thinking you were seeing oh something masterful. You, you're thinking we are going to be seeing this incredible composition, right? And instead, we get fucking, I'm a Barbie girl, right? You think we are going to have some incredible piece. But yeah, we get, oops, are just a little bit, oops, are a little bit more and you're just like ah oh, man god damn it god damn it Ugh. right because there's certain things like billy oh i've got an investment for you and you're like oh i understand i see and especially there's a moment in the film when then billy we see Billy doing a thing, and you're like, oh, it's going to be a race. This is going to be a race. Who's going to be able to take that queen first? Oh, oh, oh. But yeah, it, 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 it doesn't, doesn't go like that. And uh, man, I just felt disappointed. I felt disappointed, right? Because I will say the end... The end didn't necessarily make sense, right? As, because, as I said, look, we, we never really get, well, it seems we never really get the full picture of Canada. But one thing we, like, we do understand is a thing, right? And so you kind of feel, well, Chris, obviously, right, he's not going to do certain things because after Canada, right, it would definitely make him the number one culprit, right? People would look at him and be like, hmm, okay, well, if that happened, then maybe, but yeah, you, you have him doing this thing, and you're like, huh? Well, what? And we hear a conversation which 
just so not believable. I, I, that is, oh man, I, I, people, it, it, it's just the way the character is being played. There is just this, there's no real depth of emotion, right? It, it's, and it's the, I'd say it's the film for me, right? For me, it felt that this was base level. Right, it, it, it's running like this, and you're expecting like these peaks and these troughs, this intrigue all interwoven. We're not getting that, unfortunately. Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't impacted with that, and oh, that it was such a shame. And the ending again, like, so this thing happens, right, and then. I the the like yeah the way it closed you firstly there's one conversation you're just like um if you felt this much of a way you would have had this conversation before this point right then there's a confrontation that you'd be like who's having that now that doesn't make it that that clearly makes no sense because we are being told that this dude is smart, right? We're being told that. So that, it, it wouldn't be done now. It wouldn't be done now, right? And then the, the other reaction, you're just like, wait, what? Like a lot is getting played out and you're like, wait, we're in broad daylight here. We're in full daylight, and, and no one, like, it was a little baffling that no one came to the first thing. And then the second thing, the way it's not really a fast reaction, right? And you're like, wait, why are people, wait, what? What? So it is ended on a bit of a, Hmm. Ah, did, hmm, is, you know, on that kind of note, right? It, 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 there is a little open-endedness to it all. But I have to say, I didn't really care, right? I'm just a bit like, I, I mean, eh. Like, no one really endeared themselves enough for me to be like, oh, I hope that they, you know? And that's a shame. I will say, like, Billy, Billy is portrayed well. Billy is definitely a standout in the piece because you think, hey, you're a scumbag, man. You're a piece of shit. So, yeah, like, McKinney, like, the, Billy and his scummy friends. Yeah, they, they do carry that, ugh, that revulsion. You know what I mean? They do carry that low-life character. That works very well. And even Ellen, right? Although there's aspects of the character, you'd be like, ah, it doesn't quite work, doesn't quite come across. Other bits, yeah, that's not too bad. Now, they do play the, oh, I was only joking, 
that went a little bit too long, right? Because you, it gets to a point where it'd be like, yo, homie's gonna be like, stop, or yeah, I get it, right? But it doesn't, which is a bit like, yo, what? But yeah, you think the the Chris doesn't quite have that range of emotion to make that character really work. You know what I mean? That that was the thing for me with this. So I kind of feel right. If you enjoyed stuff like Football Factory, I think this will work for you. I think you will enjoy this film on another level, right? There was a Vinnie Jones film that we covered, I think it was last year. It was part of the UK uh, London Film Festival, right? I think it was last year, Vinnie Jones and he was working on a construction site. Um, I forget, uh, forget the name of it. But yeah, this, this and, you know, Billy, the Ballad of Old Billy, they, I think they're very much similar efforts, right? So I, I think if you like those films, if you liked, as I said, Football Factory, you know, stuff like The Craze, then... I think this will work for you. But if you are expecting and hoping for this really intricate psychological thriller, it's not that. Right? It's not a Tinker Tailor. You know what I mean? It doesn't come at you like that, unfortunately. Right? But as I said, if you just want... A, a, a straight up kind of gangsterish film, then I think this this will be your thing, right? And so, yeah, it is out in cinemas, people, this Friday, the twenty fourth of September. Twenty fourth, or is Friday? No, I think Friday is the twenty third. I think Friday is the 23rd. Ugh. No. Um, gosh. No, Friday is the 20th. Yes, the 20th. I don't know why I doubt myself sometimes, people. Because I am never wrong. Uh, yes. Right. It's out in cinemas on Friday. So if it seems like it's your thing. If you're a fan of Chris Crow, if you've liked his previous four films, people, this, yeah. The Ballad of Billy McRae could very well be for you. So, yes, it is out in cinemas on Friday, people. So, uh, yeah, there ooh, there you go, okay? So, uh, yeah, maybe you want a little Billy action. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Friday, people, go check it out. Okay, people, so we have come to, huh, we come to that time again, that is right, people, we are at the, uh, at the close of another episode, but before we bounce, 
We're going to take a look at what's happening within the film world. Now, I, I, look, over the recent years, we've seen a lot of reboots. You know what I mean? Gender swaps. Just all different things of original, of old titles. You know, there's not been as many new ideas, right? And a lot of times you do feel that's a reach, right? But I think this may be taking the biscuit, right? Because uh, old um, Big Willie Styles, you know, he's Westbrook Studios and Davis Entertainment are creating a film and it's going to be a musical based on, right, they're saying inspired by the song Summertime. I mean, boy, that song has been milked to death, right? That's been milked to death, people. Uh, you know, they re-released it every fucking summer for years. So, I mean, in a way, I'm not surprised with this, but God damn, making a uh, you know what I mean? A musical based on the friggin' like, what are you talking about? It sounds insane. So, um, Peter Zaji is gonna be directing it and producing it along with Smith. So, um, yeah, no word on who's you know what the plot is or anything like that. I mean. It's pretty loose. It's just about a fucking party. You know what I mean? So it could be anything. It could be anything. But yeah, that that's going to be coming to you at some point, people. Woo! <laughs> yeah, it's a little crazy, but fuck, what are you going to do, right? What are you going to do? <laughs> so um some other shit all right so yeah we're talking about musicals we are also getting a musical based on mean girls which kind of crazy right so um aurora perez jr and samantha jane have been attached, strapped, tapped, tapped is the word I'm looking for, tapped to uh, direct this. Um, so I think they did do the Broadway thing back in 2018. So it's kind. Of, I feel they're basing it on that rather than the 2004 film. I mean... I think we mentioned it the other week. It's kind of weird basing some, like creating a film based on a musical of a film or a book or something. You're just like, what? Just do it off the, the you know what I mean, the core material. But, you know, fuck it. What can you do? You know what I mean? Uh, so we are getting um, another adaptation, right? But this time of an 80s anime series called Saint Sia 
S E I J A C J A. I think they're calling it Knights of the Zodiac, right? Um, now the you know the 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 manga and the anime series, both of which were um, both from Mazumi Kunamada. Right, and so this new version it's gonna be starring Makenyi, Madison Isaman, Sean Bean, Funky Jansen, Nick Stuhl, uh, Diego Tingako, and Mark Dakaras. Okay, so, um, basically, right, the gist is. Uh, there's warriors known as the saints, and they gather their power from the constellations. So they gather to defend the reincarnated goddess Athena, who is at threat from the other gods who have hatched a plan to take over the earth. Right? So, Sasia a street orphan who embarks on a journey and must choose a side in the battle for the fate of Sienna, a young girl who struggles to control her godly powers. Bum, bum, bum. I mean, it could be interesting, right? Could be interesting. So, you know, we will see what happens with that. So we are get you know I think a few years back we had the Whitney Houston documentary which was interesting you know um, now we're getting a, a a film right it's called I want to dance with somebody so um, Naomi Aki she's tapped to play Houston right and um, uh, Ashton. Sanders will be uh, portraying Bobby Brown. So, um, yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll see what happens, right? Uh, Cassie Lemons is um, directing it, and Anthony McCartan wrote the script. Okay, so... Uh, now, something that sounds pretty interesting is the new Henry Golden, Golding, should I say, um, starring piece uh, called Assassin's Club. He's going to be joined by Naomi Rapuce, Sam Neill, Daniela Melquire, um, and uh, Camille. Uh, Delamar, right? So, um, yeah, basically, right? Set in a world of contract killers, um, Morgan Gaines, who's played by Golding, is hired to kill six people around the world, but soon discovers all the targets are also assassins unknowingly hired to kill each other. Hmm... Uh, it's like it sounds kind of intriguing, you know what I mean? Um, 
something else that sounds like it, it you know it could be fun is black friday right so this is um yeah from cassie tebow right um and so basically it's set on the busiest shopping night of the year a group of disgruntled disgruntled toy store employees must defend themselves from legions of holiday shoppers when a mysterious alien parasite turns them into monstrous creatures so it's starring Bruce Campbell, Devon Sawa, Ivana Bakwara, and Michael J. White. Boom. Um, we also, where we have, uh, there's a new Kevin Hart film on the cards, right? So, um, he is working with director F. Gary Gray um, for a film called Lift, right? It's uh, it's a Netflix film. Um, Dan Kunka wrote the script. So Hart is playing a master thief, wooed by his get wooed by his ex girlfriend and the FBI into putting pulling off an impossible heist with his international crew on board um, a London to Zurich passenger flight. Hmm. I mean, that's got to be a good X to convince you to do that, right? So um, Hart, along with Simon Kimberg, Aubrey Chan, Matt Reeves, Adam Kassan, and Brian Smiley are going to be producing it. Boom, boom, boom. Um, also, this is interesting, right? Because, you know, Eddie, Eddie Murphy is, you know, he's done, um, he had the Dolomite Is My Name over at Netflix, which really was huge. And I think it gave everyone faith in some of the new project, well, and they weren't even new, right? Because we knew that there's going to be a new Beverly Hot, Beverly Hills Cop, right? So we knew that was coming. We knew there's triplets. So there was all these projects, but it was just like, I mean, can Eddie still pull it off? So Dolomite was just like, okay, yeah, Eddie still got it. Eddie still got it. So, you know, Beverly Hills Cop 4, and he's got another film. They're all coming through that, through Netflix. So um, it's interesting that Eddie has just signed a free films development deal with um, Amazon. Right? So he's... Well, this is a thing, right? It says it's a free film deal, but I think it's a little bit more. Because he's got three films which he will star in. But then he's um, able to uh, create other films for, you know, and TV shows for Amazon. So, yeah, you know, all seen. And he's also got the Netflix stand-up special coming. So, yeah, it's in, like, interestingly, he did it with um, Amazon. But, hey, all power, man. Get that money. Get that money. So, uh, George Clooney has a new film coming called The Tender Bar. 
and uh, yeah that it's through amazon and um it has just been announced that it will be coming to cinemas on the 17th of december i mean it it, it seems kind of right right that they, they're bringing it out around Christmas because it's based on the memoir of J.R. Um, Mohinga. I feel that's how you say it. And it reflects the time Mohinga spent searching for an unlikely father figure among the patrons at the bar of his uncle's Charlie in Long Island, right? So it, it does see one of them films is going to tug on the old heartstrings, if you have any, right? So it's going to be coming to cinemas on the 17th of December, and it will be then hitting Amazon Prime on the 7th of January. So, uh, yeah, you know, Clooney... Um, he, he's directed it, right? Um, William Mohan did the script, and Clooney, Grant Heslov, and Ted Hope produced the uh, produced the piece. It's you know starring Ben Affleck, who will be playing the Uncle Charlie character, and Ty Sheridan. Who will be playing the young Mohinga? So yeah, and let's let's end on this, right? So Friday, the twelfth of November, will be Disney Plus Day, people, right? So it's going to be you know a, a, a online celebration event, and they're going to be um, you know looking at a lot of the the big films on uh disney you know jungle cruise um and a few others will actually be launching on the platform on that day right so yeah jungle cruise will be coming off the pay window um home sweet home alone right a few shorts from Frozen, Luca, The Simpsons. There's a Boba Fett special, a Marvel Cinema um, Cinematic Universe special, right? Um, we're also getting uh, the Dope Six series and season two of The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Well, the first five episodes of that. And also hitting on that. Day, the 12th of November will be Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. So if you weren't able to see it in the cinema, you've got Disney Plus, right? Hey, 12th of November, people, you can see it for free. Well, I mean, for your monthly subscription cost. <laughs> but yes, that is it. We're done, people. We are out. We're yeah, no more, no more news to talk about. But yeah, hope you've enjoyed, and we will see you again next Thursday. But oh, ho, ho, ho. hey, go check part two, right? Because we got review and we have interviews, so you do not want to miss it. 
All right, so um, yes, we will see you in part two. So people, go, go and enjoy.